everybody. Welcome to City Girls Pod. And this is the show where we're talking about sex in the city. And today we are talking about our favorite episodes of the show. It's going to be super fun. Uh, we've recapped every single episode and, and the first season of And Just Like That. We'll have the playlist in the description where you can uh, listen to all those uh, episodes. And it's been so much fun. And uh, I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Jax is here. Hi, Rachel. It was hard to pick 10. It really was. It really was. I mean, and I wish I'd done a better job of sort of keeping a running tab of kind of my favorites. Cause I am sure there's ones that I really enjoyed that I just kind of forgot or, 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 uh, missed in, in making this list, but I, I, I thought that I thought the same thing for myself. I was like, Oh wait, are there ones I'm forgetting? Um, cause we, we watched a whole lot of sex in the city in the short amount of time. <laughs> Yes. And I'm not like married to my order. Oh, I'm not either. Okay. Great. So, okay, yeah. uh, I, I want to say that, like, I'm pretty sure I'm my top one, but, uh, everything else is kind of just stuff I like. <laughs> yeah. I find it, I found it really impossible to actually rank them. And also like I saw your list first and I was like heavily influenced. I was like, oh yeah, that is. Yeah. That one too. Um, and also there are just such iconic episodes as well mm-hmm. that it's yeah. hard. Yeah. I think it is so in our culture and certain things people talk about so much that they almost like become your favorite in some ways because they're so familiar. Mm-hmm. And also I, I was trying to, to, split it up in the different seasons as much as possible, because we've talked about it many times before that season six is the one that I had watched the most. And so it would have been easy to have a lot of season six on here because that was the one I was most familiar with coming in. So I have the most nostalgia for had seen the most. Um, and so, uh, there are, you know, ones that I really wanted to put on like, uh, the, he's just not into you episode. I really wanted to put that on, um, pick a little, talk a little, but I just had so many season six episodes. I, I didn't end up putting that one on. Um, did you have any, uh, honorable mentions that, that didn't quite make, uh, your list tough cuts? Um, you know what? I didn't like that. I'm noting, but now mm-hmm. that you say that I really liked pick a little, talk a little yeah. too, and it didn't make my list either. Yeah. See? <laughs> It was a like, fun one to cover yeah. with the movie too. I think that was one of our best episodes that we yeah. did. Um, uh, a couple other honorable mentions for me. Uh, I have a, the finale. I didn't put that on my list, uh, but I did. I do really enjoy it. Um, again, I didn't want to have too many season six. <laughs> right. You're like, it's just too much, just too yeah. much. But, uh, but Yeah. So let's dive in. Let's start. What is your number 10? Okay. So my number 10 is the chicken dance season two, episode seven, which I thought was, this is on your, wait, oh shoot. Am I allowed to say if it's on your list? No, no, yeah, go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what number it is for you, um, but I thought this one was really fun. I like that the gals get to go to a wedding together. Miranda's plan to set herself up with an old friend of hers is thwarted and she, he ends up marrying her decorator. And it was also really fun because of getting to kind of see big, be a total a-hole in my opinion. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a tough, big episode. I do have it on my list. Uh, but I think in some ways, this is a refreshing episode because the series, it comments a lot on, of course, dating and love and, uh, what sort of modern, what the modern woman wants, what the modern, uh, what modern romance is all of that is, uh, commented on throughout the series, of course. And this is the episode where I think we get the most sort of confrontation of the traditional tropes of romance, uh, love at first sight, you know, this kind of a thing. Can it be yeah. this fast? I think it can. So, uh, you know, when you know, you know, sometimes, and this is what this episode really confronts that reality. Yeah. And they, they knew, they knew immediately. Yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, very good choice. Okay. So for my number 10, I have drama Queens. Uh, season three, episode seven. This is when uh, Carrie decides to really start dating Aiden. 
Um, and we get, we get our introduction of Trey, uh, in like a good way, uh, in that he's like, they actually seem to be really well suited for each other. They're really, you know, like smitten with each other. And, uh, so that is, I think a very satisfying, fun episode. Yeah. It's, it's always interesting to me how the different like chapters we have with sex in the city and some of that is marked by who the women are dating at the time. And, and the Aiden Trey era, it, especially when it was good, in some ways it felt like both of them were end game. And I think that, you know, it doesn't mean you don't have a relationship. It, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you don't have a good relationship if it doesn't last forever. Mm-hmm. And I think that unlike Petrovsky or Richard, some of the people that I cannot stand, um, I actually think Trey was good while he was good. And Aiden will always be a favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, we also, uh, that we have Aiden kind of confronting big, this is that dynamic starts a little bit in this, uh, we have, uh, the, um, uh, we have Miranda and Steve, uh, this is when she, she starts doing his laundry and she gets kind of upset understandably she's like who am i what's going on yes uh-huh. and uh so yeah it's an a fun this is a fun light episode yeah yeah this one's really fun yeah all right what's your number nine my number nine is hop skipping a week season six episode six um this is a great one because our harry proposes <laughs> And um, also uh, burgers back on the scene. Yeah, this one, I think this one, that moment when Harry proposes to Charlotte is so well-earned. Not only do we love them together, but we've seen her go on a journey of really self-actualization that isn't just about Harry. Like she doesn't drop Judaism because she's not with Harry anymore. She's really committed to Judaism as a religion and as her new culture and is trying to date within the Jewish community. And it's so sweet when she sees her baldy Mm -hmm. at at that, um, at the, um, Jewish like speed dating event. So I, I just love this one. Yeah. It's so good. This is uh, very high up on my list. So <laughs> we'll talk about it again. Uh, all right. My number nine is plus one is the loneliest number season five, episode five. Uh, this, I, I, I was looking online and a lot of people have this rate ranked very low. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Which surprised me. Uh, it's Carrie's book party. Uh, it's where she meets burger. I guess a lot of people dislike burger more than I dislike burger. Yeah, I understand. You and I, yeah, you and I are in the minority on this, yeah, I think. I understand that he's flawed, but I, I think he's I think he's interesting, I guess, flawed. And uh I do think that that Ron Livingston is very charming. Uh and I guess I I I think that uh his I don't defend what he did, but I don't know. I can understand, I guess his weakness is, I think we've all had petty moments and, um, I, 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 I know, I just think that they were actually a really good match and it's a shame that he couldn't tough it out, but I don't know. I don't hate him the way other people seem to hate him. I don't think I realized until I started like reading more about the series and people's reactions now that you and I have been doing it. I don't think mm-hmm. I realized that burger, like I was reading something the other day um, that it was like, well, as we all know, burger is the worst. And it's like, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah. He's I was, not. Did you see that? that? Yeah, yeah. I was, I was reading, reading that, that too. <laughs> like he's way better than uh, Petrovsky, in my opinion, at least. 100%. And also like, I think, I think, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Like, I don't want to say like someone's a better human, but I'll just say it for the sake of this conversation. I think Aiden is probably a kinder, better human, 
But as far as being a fit for Carrie, I actually think Berger is a better fit for Carrie. Yeah, I like, agree. So I, I don't, I don't, yeah. you're, you're not yeah. going to, Rachel and I are Berger stands. So yeah, that's yeah. like for <laughs> Carrie, we get it. We see he's at his worst. It's the most but, petty he's ever been, I think. Yeah. And I mean, Carrie can be a bit much, you know, in this, as far as her book party and, you know, all the publicity and being a little self-absorbed, but she is always. And the whole thing with Samantha, with the chemical peel was so freaking funny that my (laughs) gosh, I know this is on my list too. So yes, yes. (laughs) So I really think this is a a very funny episode. So that's, I love love this one. I leaned to, I think the more funny episodes, a lot of my list, uh, those stood out for some reason. And I think that I think on our list, we also have like a lot of them that like just became pop culture phenomenons because they influence culture in such like an incredible way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fans of the hit family drama Heartland know that Up Faith and Family is the only place to stream seasons one through 15 of Heartland, including hours of behind the scenes exclusive content. All 15 seasons of Heartland are available and ready to binge only on Up Faith and Family. If you love dramatic shows full of action and suspense, try the two new series, Mystic and Hudson and Rex. Binge both shows anytime on Up Faith and Family. Watch new series and premiere feel good films like Finding Love in San Antonio, which debut first on Up Faith and Family. Go to upfaithandfamily.com slash hallmarkies today to sign up for your 14 day free trial. That's upfaithandfamily.com slash hallmarkies to sign up. Well, what do you have at eight? Uh, shortcomings, season two, episode 15. Okay. So, I mean, obviously everyone loves Valerie Harper and there was something about this episode that it was like, it was just so fun to watch Carrie, like just be unable to break this off, even though like all signs point to like, you should not be dating this person, but because she was BFF with his mom, she did not want it to. End. Yeah. I mean, I that was that a one. weird family thing though. The whole family was a weird kind of relationship. Yeah. <laughs> I have that one higher too. I really love that this episode. I, I think Valerie Harper's so great and I would want to stay around to be with Valerie Harper, I think too, but, right? but I've always, I've always been a big mentor person. And so the idea of having this sort of uh, older woman to talk to and relate with, and is, is very appealing and something that I I've had many times, uh, in my life. And, uh, so I, I definitely understand that with, with Carrie and her, uh, her, her desire to, to stick it out with Justin throw. Yes. I mean, I have to say also that even though Justin throw was not a good fit for her in this episode, like for many reasons, I mean, my gosh, it is so exciting to see all of these A-list celebrities doing wonderful guest spots on this show. I mean, we have so many, we have Bradley Cooper, we have Vince Vaughn, we have like, like, we just have so, so many amazing people who guested on this show. Um, I mean, even Rachel, when we're doing our podcast and even some people who have like tiny co-stars and then you look on IMDb and they're like working actors still it, it's just it's it's so exciting to watch mm-hmm. yeah I mean like literally they are not a good fit for each other. yes <laughs> double entendre in yes. that one <laughs> true 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 but, but yes um it's a I agree it's fun to see how many, and not only how many careers were helped or, or appeared in sex and city, but also how many times have we said this person's still a working actor, this person's still doing great work. And that's been fun to see too. And I really hope that they utilize more of that. And, and just like that too, and bring back some of these people for like, they don't even have to have a, a needy guest star part. They could just have like a fun little, like co-star yeah. few lines, but be popping in and out. I, I yeah. feel like a lot of those people will be willing to do it. Yeah. I mean, I guess, remember we found out that Susan Sharon was in it just like that. We didn't even yes. realize and it. We didn't even realize <laughs> yeah. it. 
All right. Well, my number eight is they shoot single people, don't they? Season two, episode four. This is the pretty iconic episode with Carrie's photo shoot for New York Magazine. Uh, that ends up being a, uh, a more of an expose than she wanted it to be. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's for um, Stanford's boyfriend uh, is the photographer. And uh, she looks very washed out. Uh, so that woman on that, like totally haggard. And it's one of those things that like, uh, you realize that, that Carrie for like the, the level of notoriety she does have, um, or starting to have as her, you know, career takes off more and more, like she really should be hiring Sam to be her publicist because a publicist would have made sure that this was not happening. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like she didn't have all the info. She thought this was a glamorous write up and instead it made her look, I mean, it was so freaking embarrassing. (laughs) Um, We also have her meeting Jake, hot Jake in this episode, which speaking of guest stars is Bradley Cooper, as you said. I Uh, mean, hello hottie. (laughs) Yeah. Fellow smoker. (laughs) Jake. And we also have Charlotte dating the actor who wants to move to Salt Lake, which is fun. I thought that (laughs) was sweet. And we're like, I actually like, he'll he'll have a great time there. Go. There's lots of theater in Utah. I think you'd be happier there making a family. Like New York's not for everyone, baby. Go right ahead. I forget the name of the show. It was like Days of Our Lives in Salt Lake or something. It was something like that, which is funny. Yeah. So (laughs) this is, and I'm pretty, I, I think most people will probably have this on your top 10 list. Yes. Uh, yes. So what do you have at seven? Um, seven for me was I heart and why season four, episode 18. Uh, mm. This is when Mr. Big is deciding to leave town. But I think what I really loved about this one is there was just a, a feeling to the whole thing because it was the first episode. I believe it was the first episode that aired post nine 11. Yeah. And there was almost for me, like almost like a reverence or like just such a celebration of the city and acknowledging the joy and the sorrow that kind of like go hand in hand with that. And so I, I, this one is just, will always be really special to me in that way, because I think it's just a true celebration of like New York city and its people. Yeah. And they really made the decision to, aside from this episode, to just not talk about 9-11 really at all yeah um, and so yeah. Yeah, I would be curious to talk to them uh if I ever got a chance to talk to any of the creators to to I mean I think that probably they just decided this was more of an escapism anyway uh and uh, so they wanted to kind of keep it that but uh but it does make this episode more meaningful because they really didn't address it much beyond that yeah I totally agree with you and I I wonder what it would have been like if they had, but I, I think that, you know, it, it was, and, and continues to be and and everything like it just it was such a devastating time. And I, I wasn't here then, but just hearing people talk about it and just for our country, um, I think that it, they probably handled it the best way possible, but I think that I'm glad that this episode was in some small way, a, a tribute to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so my number seven is uh, the agony and the ex Tacy. Yes. This is season four, episode one. And this is a, a pretty iconic episode, at least for our podcast, because we, we went to the restaurant uh, in question. Yes, we here. did. Um, and this is where everybody forgets Carrie's birthday. Uh, but, uh, but there, there's more to the episode than even that you have, uh, the, uh, the, you have a, a lot of sort of singles, uh, versus marriage kind of discussion going on. They go to this engagement party and, uh, and Carrie's kind of having this existential crisis of, you know, and I'm turning there, I think it's 39, right. Yeah, I'm trying to remember how old she was turning here. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 38 or 39. And uh, what is she going to 
like do with her life? Like what's happened to her life? Like, and I, I get that for me, it was really when I turned 30, uh, that for turning 40 was actually a lot easier than turning 30 because, uh, when I turned 30, I just felt like I had done nothing with my life, you know, that I, and I, had uh, spent three years in this job that I was miserable at. I'd gotten out of it by that point, but just kind of was still sort of in recovery mode yeah. uh, from that, uh, from from that experience. And and so uh, I, I just felt like my twenties had come and gone. And what had I done? It's Not funny. Much. It's funny that you. <laughs> just the way. Sorry. <laughs> I, the way you said that was. What had I done? Not much. Um, <laughs> my forties, I had like a home. I had the podcast. I was a Rotten Tomatoes critic. I had like something to show for my life. <laughs> what did I done? Not much. Well, it's it's just it's funny when you say thirty, right? Because I hear that, like, oh my gosh, thirty. We were babies. But Rachel, I also had a heck of a time on my thirtieth. Yeah, it was because hard. I just got out of like a long term relationship mm. and. I sort of was like, like, I was just a mess. Like, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't in a good place. I, there's no other way to say it. And then I, I wonder, like, it's just funny. Cause I think I look now and I'm like, we were doing fine, Rachel. Like we may have not had a lot, but like, we weren't, <laughs> why would you, we, why should we be expected to? But yeah. I think, I think we thought we should probably have been further along, whatever mm-hmm. that means. Yeah. Yeah. You spend a lot of, I don't care what career you have. You spend a lot of it in your twenties paying your dues. And it's not until your thirties, hopefully that, that you start to hopefully reap some of those rewards of paying your dues for, for over yes. a decade. Yes. <laughs> I, it seems like almost any career, like, I don't know if you're a performer, you pay your dues uh, they always say like every overnight sensation on Broadway is 10 years in the making. And that is true. I think in almost every career. Oh and, yeah, for sure. And it's, yeah. it's hard because I think like, I mean, thank goodness, but you know, as a people we're living longer and I think that being 30 is not what it used to be, but like yeah. we had that number in our heads and it's like, Oh, we should be doing all this stuff. Oh my gosh, Rachel, yeah. that should be the clip. You being like, what? <laughs> <Not much. laughs> no. I'm right there with you though, but we, <laughs> but we, we managed to make yeah. it into our thirties yeah. and be happy. Welcome to the pilot podcast. My name is BJ. And my name is me too. And we promise this promo is worth it. So please don't skip ahead. We're two judgy friends who put our judgmental skills to work for you. We review the pilot episodes of new and popular shows and shows that our listeners request to answer your question, should I watch this? Look, a lot of us are spending a lot more time at home, and yes, we should be reading and trying new projects and enriching ourselves, but does anything beat binging a great show? Let us take the guesswork out of deciding what your next show will be. Tune in to The Pilot Podcast at thepilotpodcast.com. So we're on six, right? I think six. Oh, yes. Yes. So we're on six. Okay. My episode six. Oh, yes. Um, a woman's right to shoes season Mm. six, episode nine. Okay. Couple things I thought were fun about this. Um, Harry is walking around the apartment, (laughs) just dark (laughs) naked. And a surprising thing about this is Harry's got a, pretty good body um like I'm I'm not like I'm not saying that in like a salacious way but I was like okay you're you're Evan Handler you're rocking it but it was such a it was such a hilarious premise because Charlotte is trying so hard to be cool with it and she's not cool with it and I'm sorry who would be cool with someone sitting naked on your white couch all the time like actually I don't think she's being anal I get it but it's just really funny the interplay between them and I also think this episode is a celebration of being single. And I mm-hmm. think that that is something that is so important in our society that we do not do enough. We do not, like Carrie's talking about all these things where it's like, we don't, you know, with her friends, it's been engagement parties, bridal showers, weddings, ba- numerous babies being born. And 
her friend doesn't want to pay for her shoes that got stolen out of her apartment when she made Carrie take them off. And I just think that Mm -hmm. we should be celebrating our friends' accomplishments that aren't related to um, arbitrary life milestones that we've decided should be celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a really well-written episode. I think I have it at number five. Uh, so just one ahead and, uh, yeah, I think this whole sort of conflict of Kira judging Carrie for buying these shoes and living this life. Uh, and it's something that most single women will, uh, will relate to being treated this way, uh, to having your life being judged, uh, as sort of mattering less uh, or your choices being judged, uh, and just the difficulty that it is in having, uh, between friends with kids. Uh, it's, I love my friends with kids. Don't get me wrong, but it is hard. It's just a different lifestyle and it's hard sometimes for the two groups to kind of understand each other. And you really see that here. And I think it's very well, the uh, well done, uh, and, uh, that, you know, she is so judgmental about Carrie's buying these shoes, um, and doesn't want to pay for the shoes. Uh, and, um, you know, says that it's irresponsible of her uh, to, to have these shoes. Uh, I think it's a very good episode. I think it'd be really fun. Uh, I'm like connecting everything then just like that now, but it'd be really fun if something happened in season two, where we found out who took the shoes. Yeah, I think so too. Right? Yes. Like they should be doing more. Like, I just want yeah. more of like the old stuff coming back. I agree. I think that they should do more of that, more deep dives yeah. and as opposed to ruining Steve, uh, <laughs> they should have, uh, they should have, I mean, I would love to, for Burger to come back. I mean, I guess Aiden's coming back, which I'm like, yeah. Um, and- question about that. So he, we, okay. You, Aiden's coming back. You said evidently you know, there was stories what, about it. Uh, we don't know we don't if know it's like a, a arc or if it's just a, you know, a cameo, like in the second movie. Um, I don't know. So curious because I also would love to see burger and I, I feel like he could be a great love interest for Carrie. Like maybe he's gone on yeah. to either be super successful. So he's confident now, or he gave up writing and he's just okay with yeah. it. You know I would what I love mean? to see. I think it would be very interesting and uh, to see what's going on with him. Uh, but yeah, Aiden is the one that's, that's coming back. All right. Well, I'm yeah. curious to see what's going on with Aiden too. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're a good fit still though. No, no. Uh, all right. So, uh, ne- next for me, number six for me is the baby shower season one, episode 10. Uh, this is a pretty famous episode where the girls go to Connecticut. <laughs> they, they leave New York city, go to Connecticut for their former party girl, Lainey's bridal shower. And we get a ton here about, uh, um, the, uh, I mean, baby shower, sorry, not and a brow show baby shower. And we get a ton here about the pressure that all women feel, uh, about, you know, having, having children, should you have children? Uh, and I think there's this idea that like, that's a one-time decision and you made your decision, but I, I don't think that that's right. And I think this episode shows it, that it's always kind of, even if you're pretty firm on your decision, I feel like that's always sort of something you think about as a woman. Yeah. I, I think you're exactly right. Like I'm pretty firm and confident in my decision not to have kids, but like just the other day, I was like kind of crying at the fact that I'm like, it's an, it's an interesting thing to let go of. And I'm not crying because I've changed my mind, but I'm crying because I'm like, I guess part of me always thought I would. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, I think that ship has sailed for me. I'm just too old and, and there's no prospects on the, um, uh, uh, so it's not going to happen for me. Okay. Well, but, you say there's no prospects, but do let me say quickly that in the chicken dance, it only, did. <laughs> <laughs> True. so, so, but, but sorry, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'll have a meal with anybody as we know. Podcast. <laughs> so, there we go. Uh, 
but I don't know. It's just, you, you want to feel like as a woman that if you were to have a baby that you would do a good job, there's not like something wrong with you that you're unable to be maternal mothering kind, you know, like I think that's something that all women kind of want to feel you don't want to feel like you're a bad mother, you, you know? Yeah. And then also it's just, it's just a thing that women have to deal with. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, we're always going to be getting that question of like, do you want kids? Why don't you want kids? Yeah. 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 Uh, it's just, it's not the same for men. Not nope. that they, not that fatherhood isn't important and valuable. It's just not the same. It, uh, it's not a whole aspect of oh, who you are as a person in the same You're- way. Yeah, you're right. It's so much about a woman's identity and Mm -hmm. men don't have that in the same way. I mean, this episode is fun though, because I love seeing Charlotte with the huge, like ultimate, like baby gift, whatever. Yeah. Didn't she get like the diaper um, cake or whatever? Yeah. She went for it as she always does. (laughs) And then she gets mad because um, uh, Lainey uses her baby name. I forget what the baby name was. Oh my gosh. What was it? But she said that she stole it. And I think Lainey did steal it. Yeah. Uh, so that is my number six. My number five is a woman's right to shoes. So I agree with everything you said. Uh, the whole debate between friends with kids and and uh, making things work in that regard. I I just think it's a great episode. Uh, so what do you have at five? Um, for five, I have X in the City, season two, episode eight. Um. This is when she finds out Big is marrying Natasha. She does the whole, your girl is lovely, Hubble. It's so cringe, but it's also <laughs> so great. And I love when she says, like the, the last line of it is, maybe some women aren't meant to be tamed. Maybe they just need to run free until they find someone just as wild to run with them. And I think that this was very much what I felt like. It seemed like the big storyline was ending here, right? I mean, we all know mm-hmm. it wasn't because you and I didn't watch the show in real time. And right, we, right, we, right. You know, he's endgame. But there was something about it that felt triumphant and peaceful. And that it was like, no matter what, this isn't a love story between Carrie and Big. This is about our girl celebrating who she is. And and I thought that this episode really hit home. And she looks fabulous in that white dress. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that is, that is a good one. I forgot about that one, but, uh, but yeah, that's a good moment for Carrie for yeah, sure. It really is. Um, all right. My number four, oh wait. Uh, so yeah, my number five is women's right to choose. What is your number four? Um, my number four is, oh yes. We talked about this one. Plus one is the loneliest number season five, episode five. <sighs> chemical peel yeah and Carrie okay. meeting burger in the book party yeah I echo everything we said I mean Rachel that chemical peel like just watching Sam like pull back that veil was it was too much and too good and it's like yeah. she went in for her regular maintenance Botox which good for you and then she decided that she was gonna like just get her face singed off right before the party it's like <laughs> it was it was a bush league move for someone who probably gets a lot of like, I don't think she's, um, had major work, but she's probably gotten a lot of facials, yeah. a lot of Botox. And I'm like, you do not try something new, like a freaking <laughs> chemical peel before you're going yeah. to an event. I mean, she- <laughs> yeah. She's the kind of person who definitely has like regular appointments at an esthetician at Elizabeth Arden or wherever, you know, like she's there every month. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. So I don't think she'll be getting other chemical peel. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, good one. All right. My number four, we talked about it is shortcomings season two, episode 15, uh, where basically Carrie falls for, uh, <laughs> falls for Vaughn's mo- uh, mother. Wallace is her name and, uh, it's Valerie Harper and she's the best. And I don't, I just okay. really thought that that was a really fun relationship and really endearing. And, uh, so that's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. It's so, and it's, it's such a unique storyline too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast, especially at Christmas? 
Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. What is your number three? My, oh my gosh, wait, did I, oh my gosh. Okay. I think I messed something up. No, wait, no, no, no. Okay. I've got it. I've got it. Okay. (laughs) My number three is the ick factor. Okay. Yes. Season six, episode 14, um, Miranda's wedding and Samantha talking about her breast cancer diagnosis. There's seeing Miranda like open her heart in this way and be vulnerable, but also still be so true to herself. And then Samantha dealing with devastating news, but not wanting to ruin Miranda's day. But then at the end, ultimately we see the core four at the table and Miranda saying like, you are my people. And I just love it. I love it. It gives me all the feelings every time I see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that one's a really good one. Well, my number three is the chicken dance season two, episode seven. Uh, this is where, again, where, uh, the decorator friend, Jeremy finds instant love with Madeline. And uh, the big won't go to the wedding and everything. And there's just a lot going on. I love that it kind of confronts traditional uh, tropes of marriage and uh, love at first sight and all of that. And you have all the different character sort of perspective on it. Uh, yeah. And uh, it, it's, it's just, a, I think it's, it's a really good one. Yeah. I think that that's a really astute observation that like I didn't know when I watched it the first time is that it does really offer all those perspectives and does it in such like a concise and entertaining way that doesn't seem forced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. What is your number two? Okay. My number two is the post-it note always sticks twice, which you already had on season mm-hmm. six, episode seven. I mean, this created something huge in pop culture. And it's also just like so ridiculous and absurd and the way that Carrie deals with it and the way the girls help her deal with it. I just mm-hmm. thought was so hilarious. Them getting high. Them getting high. Hilarious. And she's like, for smoking a doobie. Like, it's just so <laughs> funny. Uh, to be honest, and I wanted to ask you this, there are two episodes that like deal with this whole thing, the break, the breakup and the post-it note. And I think that this is the one I prefer when it's like the aftermath of it, like the, the smoking and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but my goodness, it's like, it's also to me, just like peak the girls, like having fun and being silly. And I yeah. think we, most of us have had either breakups that have been difficult or like disappointing things where like we've been rejected. I think everyone can relate to being rejected mm-hmm. and this is rejected in such a ridiculous and painful fashion. So I just, I thought this was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, my number two is my motherboard myself, uh, season four, episode eight. This is a really, really good episode with, uh, so Carrie's getting increasingly frustrated with her laptop. She's had it in to get serviced and like, that's like a fun enough plot, uh, with Aiden trying to help her with it and, and all of that. But where I think the real cream of this episode is that Miranda's mother dies in this episode and she, uh, she doesn't want to kind of ask for help and support, and, uh, but then Carrie, they go and Samantha goes and, uh, 
and the whole team goes and uh, is there for her and it's very moving and uh, I think it's one of the best episodes as far as uh, the sisterhood between the women yeah I think helping Miranda I think you're spot on with that um and when Miranda's looking for a dress for the funeral that's a really really good scene Cynthia Nixon when she when the woman in the dressing room was like trying to help her and, yeah, and she's like I'm annoyed. never gonna yeah I'm never gonna fight with my mother again that's really good I think that that did a really great job of looking at grief and how it hits us in unexpected and surprising ways. Like mm-hmm. when she calls and tells the girls, like my, my mother died, like, of course it's upsetting, but she's like holding it together. And it's not until she gets in this dressing room where it's like, she yeah. loses it. Yeah. And because her sister is being kind of difficult and judgmental and she feels bad because she wasn't there. Uh, that I forget if it was a date or there was something going on that made her, Oh, why she wasn't there, but she had, but she feels a lot of guilt about that. Uh, and so then when the girls get there and, and support her and talk her out of that, it's really, it's lovely. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So, all right. What is your number one? Okay. So this is going to seem like a cop out and it's probably uh-huh. also because we just watched it, but I'm actually going to go with like the combined American in Paris finale. I feel like Sex in the City did such a great job of really doing justice to these characters, their yeah. arcs, their friendship. And, and this is why it gets a little tricky with the movies and stuff. Um, they gave me a sense of peace and hopefulness. Like it, all this stuff is still going to be yeah. happening after, but it still wrapped it up for me in a way that felt really satisfying like my girls were going to be okay and um I thought it also struck the balance of tugging at the heartstrings while making us laugh while also dealing mm-hmm. with some like the much more complex issues it's like okay you know season one we're like talking about dating and in a very superficial level and now we're getting into a lot of deep love stuff and um I just thought it was a really fitting mm-hmm. way to end a really iconic show. And it is yeah. not easy to do a good finale. No. Well, and people think that we want something, we, people think that we want subversion and creativity in a finale. We actually don't. Uh, what we want, at least in my opinion, what most people want in a finale of a show that they, they're invested in is they want to end the show feeling like there's a sense of hope for our characters and uh, in a catharsis you kind of want to end with a sense of catharsis you don't want to end feeling frustrated or like confused or what is going on Um, that's not the right spot to be creative that's not the right spot to suddenly do something different that you haven't been doing in the show and so that's why endings like the ending of how you met your mother suck so badly because it doesn't fit with the whole theme of literally the whole message of every episode of that show. Uh, and yeah, you're you know, so, so right. You're so yeah. right though. It's like, why do they think that now's the time? Did you, I forget. I think I asked you, but did you ever watch six feet under? I think that finale is like perfect. Mm-hmm. I've heard and- that. I, I haven't seen it, but I've heard that from people. I think the Mad Men finale was really beautiful. And, and especially for a character like Don Draper, who is such a conflicted character. I think it was about as hopeful an ending as you could give that character. Uh, and so I, I liked, I thought that was a very well done finale. Um, and I agree with you about this one. I think it, it, it's, it gives a very happy sense of catharsis at the end for our characters of a sense of relief. Everything's going to be okay. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I, it's a good one. Um, well for me, for my, one? my number one is a bit of a cheat. It is a two-parter. And you mentioned the two-parter actually, uh, it is, uh, the hop, skip in a week and then the aftermath. So this is, uh, season six, episode six and episode seven. So again, I have nostalgia for these two episodes. It's definitely the ones I remembered the most from watching the show originally. And, uh, in, in the, in episode six, you have Harry proposing to, Charlotte and it is just the best maybe my favorite moment of the entire show 
Uh, it's so sweet, so endearing. They love each other so much. And I just love that they allowed this relationship to be so like pure. And, yes. and I guess they break up briefly, but uh, you never have a sense of like one of them cheating on each other or like being tempted or anything like that. This is just, they just love each other. And sometimes that happens. Sure. Sometimes things are messy too, but, uh, but I know plenty of people who have had really lovely marriages and lovely, you know, relationships. And, uh, and so I don't know, I, I really appreciate they allowed that relationship to play out just so, so beautifully and even into, end just like that. And I'm grateful that they didn't try to make it like messy. Cause a lot of times people think, oh, if we make the relationship messy, it's more like accurate or realistic or true to life or whatever, but eh, there's all kinds of relationships. Uh, I mean, my parents, uh, I've are still, uh, they're still, they're going on, uh, how many years, uh, what 45 or something like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Happy anniversaries. Yeah. So uh, they, <laughs> it can be done. It does happen. And, uh, so I, I, I really love that. And the, and then burger coming back with the carnations, uh, it's such a great ending to that episode. And then waking up to the post-it note is just like iconic and uh, the, like the most, probably the most iconic breakup in TV history. Truly. I mean, yeah. and that says, oh, I mean, that's huge. The yeah. fact that they were able to do that and have it be something that people are still talking yeah. about and referencing. And in, and just like that, when they have the podcast on breakups and the fact that Carrie doesn't mention the post-it note, it's just absolutely absurd. Like, Rachel, talking Rachel this is what I mean. Like they <laughs> went through such great lengths to bring back Carrie's wardrobe, but yet there, there's missed yeah. opportunities all over the place for <laughs> things like this. Yes. Uh, and, and as you said, them getting high, super funny and, uh, and memorable. <laughs> so good. Yes. Uh, so it's a great episode. You have Carrie up against the cop car with the post-it note and the cop being like, Oh, holy cow. it's hilarious. It's like fair um, enough. Yeah. <laughs> so I know it's a cheat to pick two, but they're just it's so okay. Tied. We both did I it. We both did. I, I couldn't decide. <laughs> Which one? Well, in some of these, and this is the beauty of like how well this show is written. Some of these, the, like these two parters, they're, they're such a continuous story. Like it's one mm -hmm. story in some ways. Yeah. And isn't it interesting that we had half a dozen or so of the same episodes on our list? Yes. And it's, it, I think, I think the way sex in the city is right. There's so many great episodes, but there are just these ones that really, really pop that even if you have never seen the series, yeah. you've referenced it. Mm -hmm. Like, and oh, there are so few shows that can say that. Yeah, it's true. Well, let's go over our list real quick. So I have at number 10 drama queen season three, episode seven, number nine, I have plus one is the loneliest number season five, episode five. Uh, they shoot single people. Don't they season two, episode four. Uh, the Agony and the Ex Tacy, uh, season four, episode one, uh, The Baby Shower, season one, season one, episode 10, uh, A Woman's Right to Shoes, season six, episode nine, Shortcomings, season two, episode 15, The Chicken Dance, season two, episode seven, uh, My Motherboard, Myself, season four, episode eight, and Hop, Skip, and a Week, season six, episode six. And it always sticks a post-it note. It always sticks twice. Uh, season six, episode seven are my favorites. So what about you? Yes. My favorites, uh, number 10, the chicken dance season two, episode seven, number nine, hop, skip in a week, season six, episode six, number eight, shortcomings season two, episode 14, number seven, I heart and why season four, episode 18. Number six, A Woman's Right to Shoes, season six, episode nine. Number five, plus one is the loneliest number, season five, episode five. Number four, X in the City, season two, episode eight. Number, wait, did I read these? Did, did I skip a number? No, did I, I, I get it right? <laughs> yeah. 
minute. Did I mess up my list? Did I add an extra one? Okay, wait. Okay, here we go. These two. Oh my gosh, guys. How did I mess this up? <laughs> Season. Wait. Okay. Four. Number four. Am I right now? Number four. <laughs> they shoot single people, don't they? Season two, episode four. Number number three, <laughs> the ick factor. Season six, episode 14. Number two, the post note always six twice. Season six, episode seven. And my number one, also cheating with a two-parter, American in Paris, the finale, part one and two. Very good. Sorry well, that I got confused with numbers. <laughs> I was saying too many numbers. Well, we did it. We really we did, did it. it. Oh my gosh. Let us know if you're listening, what your favorite episodes are. We'd love to see your top 10 list. If you want to do an episode, if, if you're a blog or whatever you have. Uh, oh, yeah, that'd be then, fun to see uh, what other we, people's lists are. We'd love to have that and share it with us. And we'll share it on our Twitter uh, at Sir Girls Pod. Um, and we'd like to thank all of the amazing guests that we've had over the course of these uh, these uh, weeks that we've been doing this. Uh, uh, Kaylee and Saja and Megan and uh, so many that have been everybody uh, we've had. It's just been a delight. So yeah, it's been so fun getting to talk about this with different people with different mm -hmm. perspectives and getting to do with one of my closest friends and yeah. it, watching a show all the way through like this mm -hmm. that you and I had seen. I know I'd seen all of it but I've never watched it through like this. I think yeah. you and I both heavily were in the TBS season six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's been a great, a great experience. So thank you so much to you. And Jax, how can people find you? Oh yes. I forgot about that. Uh, Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. And you can find me at Rachel's reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Check that out. Also make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. And if you're watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store. We get City Girls Pod merch. Check that out. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.